a Radio 191 FM podcast. We are now about to have our interview with Richie Hardcore, which is super duper exciting. We've got him on the phones. Here he is now. Hi, Richie. Can you hear us? Yeah. Hey, guys. Hi. Um, so I'll just give a little bit of a little bit of a background for all of our listeners out there who may not know a bit about you. But Richie is an educator, a keynote speaker, and activist working in violence prevention, masculinities, mental health, and wellness, which is super cool. And he's got his um, a little event coming up. Well, not little. It's a pretty cool event coming up at the Otago Museum itself called "Fighting the Stigma" with Richie Hardcore. Do you know? Tell us a yeah. bit about that, Richie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, well, Otago Museum have got this awesome exhibition called The Museum of Broken Relationships. I'm mm-hmm. not sure if you're familiar yeah. with that. Yeah, it's but, super um, cool. That's an exhibition that started in Scandinavia over 10 years ago. A, a couple were separating, and they were both artists, and they decided to turn, I guess, their, uh, I guess, their breakup into an art exhibition. <laughs> and then it became this big global phenomenon, or perhaps not phenomenon, that's overstating it, but a global touring exhibition which continues to this day, and I stumbled into it in 2016, and I was going through, like, I guess my own mental health journey, Yeah, and I found it really, really moving and really, really compelling in a a really uh, powerful way, but how do we deal with grief and separation, you know, how do we heal from losing the people that we thought we'd grow old with? Yeah, and when when I when I um, was told that the exhibition was going to be at Otago, <laughs> I talked to I was wearing a t-shirt that says Museum of Broken Relationships. No know. way. <laughs> yeah. And, well, that's and, perfect, um, then, isn't it? <laughs> and uh, um, a woman I work with got in touch with the museum, and they connected us, and yeah, they invited me to come down and and speak, um, which I'm doing tomorrow, and I'm really excited about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the show looks. Great. The the little the, they've got a um, uh, you've got your own page on the Ota- Otago Museum website, which people can um check out. So just if you go to otagomuseum.nz, um, it should come up on the What's On page, and it's fighting the stigma with Richie Hardcore. So yeah, definitely check that out. Tickets are five dollars, and they're to be donated to Moana House as well, which is really really cool. Um, but should we get on with the the interview then? Um, Richie, yeah, should we? Yeah. So I've got some. I've yeah. got some pressing questions for you. It's super exciting. Um, okay. So let's go. Like, so there are especially bad statistics for mental health. Especially, I mean, obviously you're aware of that with the work that you do. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, at the moment in Dunedin, especially, we've got O Week and Flow Week going on. So that's a, like kids today being so much more like involved in these big cultural and social like get-togethers and ga- gatherings that kind of focus on that almost binge drinking culture and kind of plug it a bit but on top of that there's like the toxic masculinity and stoicism which is still very much in the forefront of the society is this something that you've had to confront personally or is it the impact of these issues on the societal level that kind of sparked your journey to advocate for mental health awareness yeah, sure. All, all my work really stems um, from, you know, I had a pretty dysfunctional childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, my father, and I've talked about this publicly, with his blessing, my father's um, a, a chronic alcoholic. Right. And he's, he's struggled with um, depression his whole life. And, and that runs through a lot of my family history. And that obviously impacted how I grew up. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I had a pretty dysfunctional childhood. Yeah. Which, 
uh, I guess as I became an adult, start playing out in a lot of my adult relationships, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I've had my own struggles with uh, with my own mental health after I got divorced uh, a few three years ago. I went on this really long journey of, of depression and anxiety and and healing and uh, coming to understand uh, what it was that I'd been through, but then also what it is that we struggle with so much as a, as a country. Yeah. My friend Mike King, my friend Mike King is, is, you know, his work, but Mike King is a, a really um, well-known mental health proponent for good mental health and changing the system. And he used to have a, a radio show up here in Auckland um, called The Mothers Club, and it was devoted to breaking the stigma uh, when it comes to um, yeah, mental health issues. And he, I was a guest on the show, and he asked me if I would sometimes be a host of his show. And wow. I was like, yeah, yeah sure, that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, that re- and that really got me into the space of talking about um, yeah, mental, mental health issues. And that, that was, I think I started doing that in 2013. And I did that off and on for him for a couple of years. And then just continued to, to talk about the topic. Mm-hmm. Um, we're invited to really. They're talking schools, they're talking businesses, they're talking um, museums. <laughs> yeah, no, um, it's cool. And, and, and it's been really insightful. So yeah, yeah, it, it all really does stem from my personal experiences, and then I've added like professional and academic understanding on, yeah. on top of that. And as, was that radio show that you did the first kind of opportunity yourself to like? talk about like start that kind of conversation on a public level like a more more kind of open level with everybody else yeah yeah it definitely was my kind of sort of like um yeah pushed me more into yeah a, a public platform not pushed in like i didn't want to do it mm-hmm. and opportunities and platforms to speak to um i guess a, a more mainstream audience yeah yeah cool. um and then I suppose I was going through my own mental health journey at the same time, mm. and I just would like vent, like, yeah. like do I live on social media? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know, I was I was going through a whole period of like insomnia and I went through a divorce, and my mental health was really bad, and mm. I just was like miserable and sad and lost for a lot of the time. Yeah. 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 I guess I would put these like really long stream of consciousness posts up and uh, without any sort of intention behind them. And people really connect with me. You know, like if you go through my Instagram account, it's like a real flow chart of my Yeah. What is your Instagram tag? People really started connecting with me. I think they moved through. Uh, phases of depression and wellness. I've continued to do that. Like I'm in a really good space now, and mm. I've been for some time. Mm-hmm. But it's so important to talk about what I learned on the journey, and that's very much, um, yeah, I guess what the talk tomorrow is about. Yeah, I mean, especially at um, that of, at the event that the museum's putting on, it's a perfect kind of opportunity to get up and tell your story and give you give everybody a bit more of um insight on how you've kind of got to the point where you're at today which is which is super cool yeah thanks yeah yeah it is it ties into what you were talking about earlier with like oh we did and venturing culture and, and um we don't really deal with grief particularly well whether that's losing someone to death or losing someone um from a relationship that's ended or 
uh, a miscarriage or when something isn't in our life anymore. Mm. I don't think we're particularly uh, taught particularly clearly on how to deal with that loss. So what we feel that way often yeah. is drugs and alcohol, more alcohol and destructive relationships or and that keeps us in a stuck hurt place rather than helping us feel our feelings and process our emotions in a constructive manner. Mm. Well, that kind of leads into my next question, which is more to do with um, your career with fighting and your, your tagline of fighting saved my life. So fighting is obviously something that you're very passionate about, but what is your relationship with kind of the, the more violent side of it and what happened, what, what helped you get to the point of using it as like a controlled and kind of trained fighting as a coping mechanism or like an emotional outlet in that kind of way, like directing directing your emotions into that as opposed yeah. to, yeah. As opposed to like crime. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like going yeah. going down that the, the wrong road yeah, or like yeah. that, that other road, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I don't know why. I never really got on the wrong side of the tracks. So I was very lucky that, um, you know, for all the problems that I had in my childhood and my dad's issues, during a period of sobriety for him, because he would often you know, get sober for some years and then relapse, right? Mm-hmm. During mm-hmm. a period of sobriety, he took me off to a Taekwondo school. Taekwondo is a Korean, you know, martial art. Yes. And he said to me, I'm not doing the best job with the dad. Can you help my son out? And I think that's really big of a man to say to another man that, hey, I'm, I need to help his parent. Mm-hmm. And, for, and for me, like, I instantly really fell in love with the whole discipline and structure that that martial arts gave me you know like I was equal parts insecure and uh, had a, a real lack of self-esteem as a child but also very angry so often that would manifest I don't know kicking a hole in the wall or mm. stuff like that in, in, in my household and as soon as I got into martial arts it gave me a, a healthy constructive place with with frameworks uh, to, to really put a lot of those things yeah, I really gravitated towards that, and, and I was quite good at it. And I, I, I moved from Taekwondo to, to Muay Thai Thai boxing when I was seventeen, and, and he stuck with that ever since. Mm-hmm. He had a had a pretty long career fighting competitively and won And after I retired, I moved into coaching, and now a lot of the same sort of kids that I was when I was young they'll come to my gym. And yeah. It feels really great to be able to uh, give them a place to process their feelings in a way that I think is really cathartic and really constructive and doesn't lead them down, yeah, into gangs or into street violence or into drugs. Because for all the people that I've seen saved by martial arts, you know, there are, there are plenty that have slipped through the cracks, and I'm really cognizant of what that looks like. You know, I do have friends who. Mm-hmm. in jail or in jail or you know, joined gangs or got into mess and, and yeah. stuck in addiction because as much as I love the, the transformative aspect of combat sports it's not always enough for, for everyone you do yeah. need other wraparound approaches to dealing with your issues mm-hmm. so but I think they give a really uh, for, for me personally sort of like a pass in masculine culture to talk about going to therapy or yeah. going to a psychologist or journaling your emotions mm-hmm. or it's okay to cry 
Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think a lot of them is it's one or the other. You're like a big alpha male dude who's really good at sports, or you're like a soft soy boy. Yeah, there's not yeah, really that middle ground. Yeah, and that's a real problem because you can actually be all of those things at once, and that's what we need to do. Mm. We need to let all boys and men know that uh, that you're capable of doing good sports or enjoying cars or having a few years or any of those stereotypical male pursuits, but at the same time, don't let that limit your ability to be a good father and a caring partner and believe in gender equality and talk about your emotions. And, and Do you know what I mean? Yeah, be sensitive sure. and be vulnerable and ask for help and all and be respectful to women. Yeah. Um, and we need, yeah, we need men to, to understand that it's not one or the other, but, it, but it's just, it's all I think at the same time it's a, it's a healthier idea of, I mean, not just being a man, but being a person. Yeah, it's like indulging in what you love, but understanding, like, the limitations of it to the extent as well, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, if we, if, if all boys grow up in, in a socially constructed box of manhood, which is like mm. cars, beers, um, you know, mm-hmm. quote-unquote scoring heaps of girls, mm. uh, being emotional and not talking about what's going on in the, in the world, well, we know that that leads to all manner of social problems. It's represented in our horrific family violence statistics in New Zealand, our horrific suicide statistics, our substance abuse statistics, and mm-hmm. you know, two-thirds of fatal road accidents in uh, the bulk of our incarcerated people. And that's not because they're men, but that's because um, one of the contributing factors to all those bad behaviors mm-hmm. um, those those limitations that an old-fashioned idea about what it means to be a man is. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, thank you so much for talking to us about all of this, Richie. And, I mean, if you, if you want to continue the conversation with Richie um, about this topic, definitely check out the website, the Otago Museum website, and jump in and book a ticket because in his talk he'll be speaking about dropping the stigma of mental health and the power of vulnerability and human connection in this social era and he I mean he's been speaking openly about it now but I'm sure he'll go more into depth about it in his um in his chat about his past relationships and divorce as well as how to navigate commitment emotions and relationships as an adult so definitely definitely go along to that um to this uh, event that's happening tomorrow at the um, museum. It starts at 5.30. Um, yeah, tickets are $5 and they're going to be donated to Moana House. So it's it's a great it's a great um, opportunity for um, everyone to kind of just be a part of the conversation and, and start um, start trying to make a difference, you know? We start start in oh. the small places where we can, like Dunedin, you know? This is such a, <laughs> such a, pla- a has- place with such high culture, so it's such a good idea to, try- to kind of get on board and change the narrative a little bit, you know? So, um, yeah, thank you so much for coming and talking to us, Richie. Oh, it's my absolute pleasure. Uh, yeah, I don't know, just be prepared for, like, painful honesty. Mm, <laughs> yeah. I just, just want to have an honest conversation about my experiences and what I've learned to that. And I don't know, I hope they resonate with people and, and, and um, 
and they get something out of the time that they spend with us tomorrow night. So yeah. thank you for having me on your show. I really, I really appreciate the interest. No worries whatsoever. Well, and before we got on um, on air, we we decided that we had a, a an awesome song that we want everyone to listen to, didn't we? Do you want to do you want to <laughs> yeah, tell yeah, everyone yeah. what it's called? Because I don't know, I don't know I how just, to. <laughs> It's gone from being a real heavy deathcore band to what you're about to hear, which is like it's very popular. Super exciting. Well, thanks again, Richie. So everyone out there listening to the Otago Museum Breakfast, that was Richie Hardcore um, with his awesome, awesome interview about fighting the stigma. And... And we're about to play him off with Bring Me the Horizon Feet Yonica and it's the title is a bunch of symbols that don't actually have sound in the English <laughs> language. <laughs> but here we go. Thanks so much, Richie. <laughs> Thank you. See ya. Hold on a minute. My anxiety is just about to kick in. What did it go wrong? You taste different. It's nothing like before, yeah, what's missing? I like doing it. That was a Radio 1 91 FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.